Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late to transportation. Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. The talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Thank you, Jelly D. That's Jelly D, the intern. Howdy. I feel like, should we reveal that you have a whole career outside of being an intern, or is that just people already know that to begin with? <laughs> I, I don't know. They don't know now. They never will. Do I? <laughs> people, it's, it, it is true. I'm going to, to reveal this crazy factoid that being an intern alone cannot support you. You will need another job. Not this addition. internship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I love it here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at Jelly D, and I'll, I'll fill you in on some other things I do. But let's get to the show. This was an I awesome know. show. I was so thrilled to... I'm doing The Moth um, March 25th, and I'm just so thrilled to be doing it at the Players Club, and I love The Moth. And awesome. one of the reasons I love it is because of raconteurs and storytellers like um, Mr. Sherman O.T. Powell, mm-hmm. who is the guest right now. He was a former pickpocketer, and now he's completely reformed and actually helps people learn how to not get pickpocketed, which you'll be able to learn about. From he made me interview. paranoid. The, the, the tips he gives makes me, I'm like nervous on the train now. I'm like, I can't go to Grand Central. It is. Let's see if it happens for you guys, It's a too. crazy but, world out there. Although he also says that it's different now, but I'm, I'm excited um, to bring you this interview, and I just want to do a special shout-out to The Moth as well. You should check them out in addition mm-hmm. to, well, after you hear this, you'll know why, because they're just some phenomenal stories from there. And I can't think of anyone better to represent um, the moth and the moth's <laughs> community outreach program than um, OT. Tell us, tell us how you got your start. Well, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I think I was about 17 years old, and I was working in a pool hall. I'd become a pretty good pool shooter, and I was hustling there. Sometimes I would clean the tables, and sometimes I would mop the floor, sweep the floor. You know, I'd pick up a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. So one day, these guys came in, five guys, different color outfits, green, purple, red. They looked like peacocks coming through the door, all these different colors. And they had cars to match the colors of their suits. And they had women in the car. I mean, I was 17, but still, they had them Jennifer Lopez asses. Those, I mean, big asses. You know, I had been confused as to what I wanted to be in life. But when I see these guys, I said, whatever the fuck they is, that's what I want to be. Whatever they is, that's what they want to be. So as faith would have it, I stayed right around the corner from them. And I would go over to their house, and they was teaching me how to cheat in cards. I could deal off the bottom of the deck and deal a second card, and I could shoot three or four pair of dice. And this is what I was doing. And sometimes I'd run to the store, walk the poodles, take the cars and get them washed, just to make a couple, a couple of dollars. But in the process, they were teaching me, like I said, how to cheat in cars, cheat in dice. So eventually, these girls went to coming through, and this girl said she took $500 out of this guy's pocket, and the other girl said she took $700 out of this guy's pocket. And I said, well, what the fuck? I ain't getting no money with these cars and dice. Yeah. I want to be a pickpocket. Totally. So I went to, <laughs> so I went to the... Um, I went to my teacher, I told him, I said, look, I want to be a pickpocket. 
He said, you don't know anything about picking pockets. I said, I didn't know a goddamn thing about Dyson cars. So you told me, teach me how to be a pickpocket. Well, he didn't, he, he wasn't that good himself. He knew the basics, but he didn't actually know what he was doing. You know, I got more from the girls than I got from him. But as faith would have it, he called me one day and said, look, pack your bags. We're going to New Orleans, Louisiana for the Mardi Gras. I said, New Orleans, Louisiana for the, he said, yeah, you'll get, you'll get plenty of practice down there. Because everybody down there wore costumes. And they're drunk. And they're drunk. And they're drunk. So off to Louisiana we go, and he tells me to go get about five costumes. Uh, Batman and Flash and all these different co costumes, Daffy Duck. And so I said, well, what I got? He said, in case you get hot in one costume, you run back to the hotel and, and put and another by, one. And by hot, you mean overheated? No, if you get hot, meaning if the police get in my okay. ass. <laughs> so, so... You know when you're on like the same wavelength as someone and then you're not at all? That just happens. And so I'll tell you, pockets, I'm, I'm, I'm taking wallets and stuff and I'm going up and down and I'm getting kind of hot and I'm running back to the hotel, change costume, come back, get hot, run back to the hotel, change costume. So I'm going back and forth taking wallets, you know. Just, yeah, one guy, just, just, just former, he was walking down the street, he had a flat ass and, and the wallet was jumping up and down out of his pocket like a fish what? out of the street. All you had to do was time the motherfucker and grab it and go on down the street, you know, so... I was getting plenty of practice. So anyway, when I got back to the hotel, I tell the, uh, my teacher, I said, this was a piece of cake. He said, you think it was a piece of cake? He said, well, let me tell you one thing. If you think you're that goddamn good, take your ass to New York. If you can do it in New York, you can do it anywhere in the world. I started packing my shit then, right? So he said, look, you're not a pickpocket. I'm going to give you a, uh, a letter of introduction to the, to the gypsies. I said, the, he said, yes, they got some gypsies in New York. I'm going to give you a letter of introduction. You got $500? I said, sure. He said, when you get there, go see these people. They'll brush you up, teach you how to be a real pickpocket because you, you know, you're, you're at the beginner stage. So sure enough, I get to New York. I check in on the, uh, on 8th Avenue, 54th Street. About two blocks down the street, they have one of those gypsy places in the women's in the I have front. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> They're, they're one of those storefront places, and they had the crystal oh. ball, and they got the cards. And oh, they totally. The... Okay, the uh, fortune tellers. Fortune tellers, yeah. yeah. And you're like, why am I going to get my fortune read by someone who can't even have a full floor? They just have the little window. Yeah, but yeah so anyway, when I would, so when I would, I, I just, all the card stuff, that bullshit. So I, I go in, and I say, look, I'm looking for Ralphie. So she said, wait right here. So she goes in the back, and this tall, thin guy comes out. Looks like Earl Flynn. How, what was his ass like? Flat. <laughs> <laughs> So he comes out, and uh, I give him the letter of introduction, and I give him the $500. He takes me in the back. When he takes me in the back, there's mannequins everywhere. There's mannequins with just pocketbooks, and mannequins with just pants, and mannequins with just coats. About four or five legitimate kids over the corner, ranging from nine to 13. They're already practicing picking pockets. No wonder they were so goddamn good. They learned young. And so then I was introduced to the guy called the Fat Man. This was to be my teacher. Kind of favored Jackie Gleason, but he was very light on his feet. You know, he said, you, are you a pickpocket? I said, yeah. He said, okay, let me see what you know. Every coat, every pocketbook, every pair of pants had a bell on it, like the bell to be on baby booties. Anytime the bell rang means, means you're caught. I do this with my dog. You do? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so, so I went through the mannequins, uh, supposed to be in picking pockets and opening pocketbooks and all this stuff, and be bells ringing like a motherfucker. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> So he looks at me and say, you're not a pickpocket. We better start from the beginning. So every day I would work 
at least three, four hours a day, every day but Sunday. Not Sunday. <laughs> every day was Sunday. Uh, every day we would, I would come down and he would teach me. And some days I would screw up. He would say, gently, boy, gently. Like a pianist, you have to have light hands. You know, you know if, if there's only three uh, wallets in the world, you should have one. If the president had one and the pope had one, you should have one. I said, you're right, I should have one. He was and a so, real mentor. Yes, he was. And so, uh, and so <laughs> as time went on, after about three or four months of this hard grind, I finally graduated. And when you graduate, you get, the, you get a uh, diploma. And your Do diploma, you have student loans? Yeah, oh, yes. I, uh, I get a diploma. The Times newspaper. That was my diploma. He said, I can't teach you anymore, OT. You're on your own. Here's your diploma. So I take the Times newspaper. The first place I go was Grand Central Station. When I went into Grand Central Station, I looked. I felt like a Muslim in Mecca. All these people running around and stuff, and I got busy. So I'm taking wallets here, taking wallets out of pocketbooks over here. But I stayed there a long time, and people were complaining. So the police got in behind Why were they complaining? I don't know. I, I, mean, so I wasn't hurting anyone. Anyway, so, so uh, I, I changed locations. I went down to 57th Street and 3rd Avenue. I started playing bus stops. And so I'm playing bus stops. I'd go through a crowd of people on the bus. Bus would be crowded. And I took a wallet from this guy's inside pocket. Took another wallet from this guy's back pocket. This lady had on some diamond earrings and stuff. They dressed a real nice. Opened her pocketbook. Took her wallet. <clears throat> you had to call for your clothes so you don't hear the click, you know. Went on through the crowd and everything. And so as I'm going, I see this guy with this crew cut. He's looking dead at me. He's looking like 5-0. And then all of a sudden, I see the lights turning outside of the bus. And the bus driver's pulling over to the side where there's no bus stop. I said, oh, shit. You know, I'm busted, right? So as, a, as he's pulling over, the guy with the crew cut, he's trying to get to me through the crowd. And as he's trying to get to me... I'm going toward the front, but as I'm going toward the front, I'm putting Wallace back. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> so, so I'm putting Wallace back. So by the time the bus stops and the sergeant gets on, he says, grab him, sergeant, grab him. We got him, we got him. So they grab him, sergeant shake me, shook, uh, pat me down. He said, he don't have no fucking Wallace. I thought you said he had He said, I've been watching him. So he goes ask the people. He asked the old lady, say, check your pocketbook. She said, I got my wallet. Check your, he said, check your inside. He said, I got my wallet. He said, look, get off the bus. I don't want your ass over here no more. I'm just a free country. He said, free country my ass. Take that shit over there to the Port Authority. Don't, don't, don't stay over here. <laughs> Reinforcing every stereotype we already had about the NYPD. <laughs> he said, don't let me catch you over here anymore, right? So I didn't, I didn't quit picking pockets up, you know. By choice, it was due to uh, too much cocaine and alcohol. Plus a sweet, pretty little old judge by the name of Judge Kirkpatrick. She told me, said, you come through here one more time, I'm going to send you to a tropical island called Rockers. I thought Ilda, Ilda Recare. <laughs> Ilda Recare. So I figured I'd quit while I was ahead. You know, so that was my pickpocket stage. You know, so I said, well, I got to get some money some kind of way. So then I left that and went into selling drugs. <laughs> Now, these are two totally different, different industries. Two, yeah, two totally different industries. Left that when it's selling drugs. Wait, before you did that, did, could, can you tell the difference between, like, a fake uh, Versace or real Versace or fake Chanel and real Chanel? Like, how did you know which wallets to pick? 
I didn't know which wallet to pick. I just picked the ones that I could get to. Well, because like, if you picked my wallet, you're going to end up with a credit card debt. Well, back, yeah. Well, back to the end, we're going back to the 80s and 90s, and people carry, carry cash then. You know, today, oh, yeah. you, you don't have many pickpockets today. I mean, unless they're, unless they're good with, with credit cards. You know, they got different fence people that can make, uh, make identification that will match that card. I remember one time I had... a. a had stole some credit cards and went to the uh, people that makes ID and stuff. And were, I don't care if your name is Schwarzenegger, they'll fix you a card. My name will be Sherman Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, whatever his name is. So you got people that are bootleg uh, uh, fake, ID, IDs. fake IDs. Yeah, yeah. I know about Birth that. certificate, yeah. this, that, no. anyway. So anyway. We all know about that. About that, right. <laughs> so as time went on, people like, like in, my, in my era began to play out because People stop carrying cash. iPods and you can send you go you get on the phone and say, send me the clothes here or send me the jewelry here. Go shopping on phone. So we just played out. And you, know? you you pickpocketed all over the country. You would go to lots of different cities. Yeah, yeah. My, my, wherever there was a major event, Indianapolis 500, uh, Super Bowls, uh, uh, boxing, uh, 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 major fights. Wherever there was a crowd, that's where we'd be. And sometimes we'd be in the crowd, and I wouldn't know where, the, where your, your wallet was or whatever. So one of us would get on, get on the steps and say, somebody just stole my wallet. Beware as a pickpocket in here. Then people go, wherever they reach at, that's where the wallet was. And so sometimes you work by yourself, but sometimes you were in a team. Yeah, sometimes I was uh, called Lone Wolf. Sometimes I work by lone myself. Lone Wolf is the jargon? Yeah. Sometimes I work by myself, and uh, like I say, anytime you didn't know what where, where the wallet was, you didn't have to do nothing but say that and you and watch what he reached, and you would know where the wallet was, right? And then sometimes I would work with three people, and we would put a person in a sandwich. Sandwich meaning it would be a person in the front, you would be in the middle, and another person would be behind you. So I would back up back up into you, you would back up into the third party. He would take your wallet, pass it on to the fourth party. They step off. When you notice that your wallet gone, you'll accuse the third party, but your wallet's been gone. A lot of times, it was so complicated that when the third party grabbed me, someone, I got his wallet, I would stay right there until the police came. When the police come, he pat me down. He don't have no wallet. I said, now, officer, I want you to take his name. I want to sue him <laughs> for detriment to the character. He said, I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you see somebody reading the newspaper, especially in the evening time, and the paper's way down here, you better be, it's best to step away. Get somewhere else. If they have the paper down there. If they have the paper down there, because teach us one's pickpocket. You know, if someone steps in front of you, and slows you off getting off the train or off the bus or going through a revolving door. Two chances of one, they're working as a team. I remember when the best thing that ever happened, that for everything you do, the police got a squad for it. Whether it's vice, whatever you do, they got a squad for it. And they can practically tell a pickpockets because our eyes be locked in on, on the pocketbooks and uh, wallets, you know, back pockets. Yeah. And so they just follow our eyes and say, and get in behind us. So what happened is, a friend of mine came and told me, so guess what? 
they got a coat come out of London called London Fog. He said they got a hole in it where you could put, you could take your hand, go to the coat. He seen it on the Benny Hill show. Take your hand and go to the coat. You look, you know, get the wallet, bring it back into the coat. Even if you messed up and she looked down and he looked down, you can't, you can't be that fast where your hand is still in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't, but yes. But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, all pickpockets went to buy. I know they 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 must have had a field day selling those London Fog coats because all pickpockets all across the country went to buy London Falls. Because you can take you can take your hand and go out and get the wallet, bring it back in. Beautiful. But what I'm saying is... That's one word for it. Yeah. But always be aware of... If, if, you're, if you're standing straight up and someone hits you in the back of your legs, you're going to... You, you, you bend. Yeah. And if I keep my hands level while you're bending, then your wallet's going to come out. And I'll just hold it, put it in my paper and step off. It's just gravity. It's just gravity. If you go down... You know... Uh, but that's, you know, like... Channel 2, they used to come get me during that Christmas holidays when I retired. And uh, I would go down to Macy's and show different people, show different women, show different men how they were, you know, what they were doing. You wrong. would help people. When, yeah. when, you, when you stopped pickpocketing, you were a reformed pickpocketer, um, very much so. And I remember that you were helping people to avoid shoplifting, uh, be, being shoplifted. Being pickpocketed. Being pickpocketed, excuse right. me. I was, I, I was adding an, an additional activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're giving me another, another charge. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. An unfair and an unfair and untrue charge. No, but you, you really helped people uh, learn to be careful about pickpocketers. Right. It's always best to carry your, carry your wallets in your front pocket, you know, for men. And these kids today, uh, they had these, they had the. They had the book bags and the tote bags and all this all, all on your back, and they'd be so focused on the iPods and so focused t- 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 uh, tweeting and whatever you call it. Yeah, this you stuff. got it. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and and never knowing that you had unzipped the bag and got the wallet, zipped it back, or sometimes you don't even zip it back, just get the wallet and keep stepping. I was trying to tell a group of girls about that. Well, who wants to do that? She tells me. She said. If I, if I had to put my, I'll tell them to take your wallet, put it all at the, at the bottom of your bag. This way, if a pickpocket unzip your, bag, uh, zip your bag, he won't find your wallet. Well, what if I go in the store, I have to dig all the way to the bottom of my bag to get the wallet? Which would you rather do? Dig for your wallet that don't have no wallet, you know? So, you know, it's just, it's crazy, right? It is crazy. You became a phenomenal storyteller. I imagine you always were. Um, but how did you meet the moth? Because you, you made a segue, a career change, as they call it, um, from pickpocketing to storytelling. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did you meet them? Yeah, how did you get involved? In, I was in a shelter slash rehab. And they uh, came through. They had an outreach program. And so they came through. They said, we want to uh, get people that has stories about their lives, uh, something like, you know, sharing in, in, in a group. And so uh, about three or four of us got together. We said, we'll give it a try. And so everybody told their story. And they listened and listened. And so I told my story concerning I used to be a pickpocket. And when I got through telling them, they... The way they looked at me, I thought that I had failed the test. Yeah, because they, they, 
Their mouth was this wide is the, open. This is the executive director of the, of the mall. This is uh, Leah Tao and, yeah. and Catherine Burns. Yeah. My, and the artistic my director. My dear friend, Catherine Burns. Yeah. Uh, my dear, dear friend, Catherine Burns. We used, to, we used to meet at the McDonald's. That was our office. But anyway, uh, uh, I, uh, they told me, say, where are you going? Because I was finna leave. I said, well, I thought y'all didn't like, well, nobody said anything. He said, no, we can't, we're speechless. I mean, whoever says that they're a fucking pickpocket. They had never heard anything like that before. Yes, none of us. I can, I can speak on behalf of everyone here and say none of us had ever heard anything like it before. No, that, that, that was wrong. They had never heard that before. I mean, you know, they hear about the Princeton kids and all that other bullshit. <laughs> they never heard anything wrong, you know. And so they, they, they latched on to that and... And I've, just, I've been pretty successful with it. Yes, you have. I, yeah, I joined them in 2002. And every, and every since then, everywhere I go, tell him we want to hear the pickpocket story. But damn, I, got, I live long, you know, I got other crimes out here. You do have other crimes. You can come back and talk about those. <laughs> Um, but I, I want to give you a, a notebook because I really do hope that you never stop writing stories. I'm giving this to all of our guests tonight. Um, I also got you, you some, some uh, Jewish food from my people to yours. This is um, some kugel and from Russ and Daughters, a black and white cookie. Um, black and white, I, I'm sure. I'll eat. These cookies bridge the divide. Oh, yes, right. There you go. Sugar That's... always bridges the racial divide. Couldn't say any better myself. <laughs> Um, but you very much are a reform uh, pickpocketer and a, a wonderful human being. And I remember you got a huge uh, tax uh, return that wasn't yours, and you returned it for oh, you know, seven thousand yes. dollars. Seven seven thousand five hundred some dollars. Yeah. I mean, that was the hardest thing I ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it will come back to you spiritually. Um, and, yes, uh, it is. <laughs> Um, much more importantly, I hope that everyone can listen to your wonderful stories on The Moth, and I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, OT. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and rate it. You can also go to YouTube to Monkeys Are Adorable. And if you subscribe, Google YouTube will even let us change our name to something that's related to Employee of the Month or to me, Katie Lazarus. But I can't do that until I have 500 subscribers, which seems a little insane because how are you going to get those subscribers if they don't know where to look? But now you know where to look. You'll find it. You'll subscribe. All will be well in the world. If you want to donate, donate. You can go to employeeofthemonthshow.com. If you want to nominate folks, you can go there as well and find out about live tapings. Join the mailing list because I am not big onto marketing. I would rather spend the time researching our guests and bringing you these delightful shows. So if you want to find out about future ones, go to employeeofthemonthshow.com. Get on the mailing list to come to tapings. Thank you to Ian Mazoff for editing this together as well as Josh Rogerson. And thank you to all of you for listening. That's it. I'm Katie Lazarus. I'll talk to you soon. Ah!